Welcome back to Guidepost to the Crossroads. I'm your host, William Ramada. And today, Socrates once said, The only true wisdom is knowing that you know nothing. You know, yeah, we really in life, we don't really know everything, right? We actually do know nothing. When we think we know something, it changes, and we see that daily in life. Uh, we look around and, oh, well, that's science. Will science change? Well, that's logic. Logic change. Everything changes, and that's how life is. That's the universe. It changes. It's a big circle of life, and it's just something we got to deal with as long as we keep our minds open to the new changes and how do they affect us and those around us? Which, which leads me to what I want to talk about today. It's called reflection. We should all be reflecting on our, our lives, our jobs, our careers, our families, on everything. And you might say, well, why should I do that? Well, you know... Reflection is a psychological, it's a metaphorical, and a practical way that we lead our lives. Reflection is like looking into a mirror and contemplating what you see there. You know, reflection mirrors back your projections about yourself and the creation of your world. But for the purpose of this podcast, reflection is remembering the acts to release the patterns and mirrors of your life. So we'd have to take a look at what does the word reflection actually mean? Well, reflection means that someone or a situation or some external or internal awareness is mirroring, mirroring back to you the experiences and patterns of your life, as well as your thoughts, your behaviors, and your actions. Now, have you ever really thought about that? That everything is being mirrored back to you from your patterns, your thoughts, and your behaviors? that everything in life that happens is probably coming from you, not from somebody else. What you feel, you emote, what you verbally express, the things that you act on and that you intuit is reflecting your state of being at any moment, any moment of your life. It's reflecting back on you. It mirrors what is reality to you. You know, when I think about this, it reminds me of a, a movie Bruce Lee was in. I can't remember the name. But it was like at the end of the movie, when he was fighting the enemy, he, he's in this big mirrored room. And he can never really tell what is true because he's seeing himself everywhere. And then when the guy, the other guy he's fighting shows up, he's showing up everywhere. 
So you could easily get hit from one side or the other because you don't really know where he's at. So eventually Bruce Lee ends up cracking mirrors so he could tell what is true and what is not. What is reflecting back at you? What is reflecting back at me? What are the causes of these things in our lives? What is my reality? You know, um, a positive notion of reflection as an act of contemplation is a way of considering and exploring your experience, your actions, your behaviors, and your thoughts. So to reflect and contemplate something is to pause, you know, take the time and look into its nature. You know, what are the effects? What's the process? And what's the movement in your life? And then we can go further and say, contemplation is to consider and look from different angles, the, the, the other vantage points that there are, and other ways of understanding what you are examining. So if you really think about that, excuse me, if you really think about that and pause and maybe you get a pen and paper because I'm going to have some questions and you can write the questions down and you can go back and listen to this over and over until you, you can write them all down. Then you can write your answers. And, uh, these are questions that consider, you know, the means to contemplate the issues of your life. So let's go through some. Uh, I got six of them written down here, and you could probably think of more. So one, in your life at this moment, what issue, concern, person, action, or situation is dominating your thoughts, feelings, and experience. That's a good, good thing to think about because we let all these other things, we let these things, I'm trying to think of a good way to put it, we allow them to create a mess in our lives or to better our lives because we are allowing them to dominate something in our lives. So just think about that in your life right now. What issue, concern, person, action, or situation is dominating your thoughts, your feelings, and your experience? Number two. What impact does this situation or circumstance have on you, others, and your inner and outer life? Because you have to remember, everything that you do, say, act on, whatever, it doesn't just affect you, it affects everything around you. The people around you, your job, your, your friends, your, your hobbies. It all impacts everything. Number three. 
in what way do you feel most vulnerable in this situation or experience? You know, that's a deep question because, you know, we don't like to feel vulnerable. We don't like to accept vulnerability. We don't like to admit that we're vulnerable. But this is for you. This is for yourself. So just think about it. In which ways do you feel most vulnerable in this situation or experience? Number four, how does the process of what is occurring in you by being vulnerable drive your thoughts, feelings, and actions? We let our feelings and actions dictate what we are sometimes and what we do. And it could be from non-acceptance of being vulnerable or non-belief. So what is it that drives your thoughts, your feelings and actions in this process? Number five, how does the interaction of your thoughts, feelings, actions, behaviors, would this issue impact your life in positive or negative ways? Remember, like I said, everything affects our lives, those around us, etc. So how are these interactions affecting those things around you or you? Positively or negatively or both? Six. Is there anything you can do in this moment to alter the situation you are contemplating? My guess is yes. There's always something. Life is choices. Well, many of these in the first questions <clears throat> are derived from the choices we made and we don't like them, so we change. Change your choice. We never know if things are going to be, come out good or bad. We just make the choice and we go with it. We do the best we can, right? So what can you do at this moment in your life? What can you do to alter the situation that you are contemplating? What can you do to make it better? What can you do to help somebody else? What can you do? <clears throat> to me, contemplation is so important. You know, I do it a lot. But don't overthink things. Just write them down. Go back to them, back and forth, and think about it. You know, make a, make a wise decision, you know, informed decisions. Now, with these six questions, it's useful to write out all your responses to these questions as you reflect and contemplate on them. If you're one that keeps a journal, you could do this every day, you could do this weekly, and go back and see how things have changed. Because more things are going to come to your mind and you're going to write down more and more and more. 
you know, because you're gonna you're gonna have more ideas. The more that you reflect, the more you, you contemplate, the more ideas you'll have. The more you write them, the more insights and understanding they begin to emerge from you. It's amazing because as you start writing things down, bam, bam, bam. So use these questions as like a jumping off point for reflecting and contemplating on what is occurring in your life. And most importantly, I like to use these for what is troubling me in my life or what is troubling you about others, what is troubling you about yourself, what is troubling you about work, anything. You know, a lot of people don't like to sit and think. They don't like to sit by themselves quietly and think and contemplate things. You know, because their head just starts spinning and they don't know what to do. Well, I would I would imagine most of these people that say that, they don't write down these things. They don't write the questions down. They don't write their answers down. Then they don't go back and read their answers and see, okay, what went right? What went wrong? How can I change? What can I change? See, the nature and the means of how you reflect on your life leads also to how your projection and or your reflection cast their images out into the world and how you will perceive the image of yourself and others. And we know this because we could do it all the time. Look out into the world. Look how other people's opinions and their... There's... Uh, how they, how they project their ideas onto others. We see it all the time. So what are yours doing? How, how do these, these perceptions change your mind, your life? And your development, your growth and deepening in your human identity you need reflection and contemplation in order to observe all these projections and the effects of your life on others and on the world. You know, I've said many a times, we're in this universe and we are together, we're linked. Everything we do affects you and it affects somebody else. And when it affects somebody else, that'll affect another person. You know, like a ripple in a pond, you throw, you throw a rock into the water and the ripple goes out. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. There was this old story I heard about, um, I don't know, I'll say it's a monk, some guy traveling and he falls down like into a, a hole in the road or something and this Monk comes by and he pulls him out. And he's like, thank you, thank you very much, thank you for helping me. What can I do for you? And he's like, oh, just do me a favor. I helped you, you helped three more people. And when you help those, each of those three people, you tell them to help three people. See, and then it'll multiply from them and They'll have those three people 
tell other three and help other three. And the theory would be that the whole world would be helping each other, being kind and helping each other. Wouldn't that be such a beautiful place? It's just a way to show that everything we do affects somebody else. He could have left that person there, and then that person in the hole get very mad, and then when he did get out, he'd probably go out and be rude to somebody else or not help anybody else because he didn't get help. Right? Because that's the way people are, right? We we acted kind so much like that. And uh, that's just not how we want to be. We want to be good in this universe. We want to make things better. So you need to determine how you turn all these projections inward to create your identity as a self. Because that's where we start. We start at our self. We start at our root. Reflecting on the outward and the inward projection process provides this nexus point of transformation. When we start on us, then we can project that goodness outwards. And it creates this wave. You probably have heard it was said that everything is a mirror reflecting back to you the nature of your reality. Right? That's what I said. This is true. These dimensions of reflecting we've described here are what operate in every human. However, in most people, this this reflecting on oneself in the world is mostly unconscious, right? We we do it, we don't think about it. And then there are those who contemplate deeply and they concentrate about it, and those who are skillful at meditation can have this breakthrough with the mirrors to experience reality directly, right? You understand that? If you're not doing it subconsciously, if you're doing it consciously, and you're skilled at the meditation, you can have this breakthrough, and you can experience the reality directly to you. You don't have to rely on others. So for most people, reflecting is observing your projections and what they reflect back to you and therefore how they enforce your like woven identity. At some point, you're going to begin to work at an energetic level to try to break up those projections and unravel your identity tapestry by seeing through the mirrors that you've created. For me, and I'll I'll tell you, probably for everyone, if you would practice, meditation comes the closest to doing this. And there are some specific energy exercises that can change the dynamics 
of the reinforcing of those mirrors that your projections set up and reflect back to you. You know, I have indicated that before. However, with this explanation, I want to give you a means to crack open these reflecting mirrors in another way. Because unless you can break through your house of mirrors, all your projections reflecting back to you, the illusory construct of your reality will continue. Without cracking your mirrors, because they're your mirrors, you will never experience true freedom in this life. Breaking through the self-reinforcing reflections that make up who and what you think you are is the central purpose of liberation in this lifetime. Get that. You must get that. Breaking through your self-reinforcing reflections that make up who and what you think you are is the central purpose of liberation. And yes, I know what you're thinking. Your question would be, how do I break through the reflecting and reinforcing mirrors of my identity? And how do I break through the personal and general consensus reality that I live in? And you might even be asking, how do I create this breakthrough to experience liberation and freedom? Because we all want to be liberated and set free. For me, as a foundation stone for daily living, Cracking the reflection of yourself is achieved by this particular daily practice. From the moment of your birth, you've been constructing your identity and the world you live in. And as I've said before, it comes from culture, it comes from those you live with, around you and everything. But we've been constructing this identity. Both your identity and your world is different from everyone else's. Even though you with others conspire to create a consensus reality that is constantly changing. Other than a core breakdown mentally and emotionally, the only way to destruct a life of these projections and reinforcing the reflections from the world around you is to apply an energetic process to your being on a daily basis. So there are some energy exercises that are, that are part of this daily practice along with, you know, I'm going to give you one. I'll give you one. But there is a core exercise that acts as a key lever to produce the needed crack in the mirrors of your life. And that's, that's the one I think I'll give you. 
it's a simple exercise. It's a good meditation. So let me here. I'll give you some context to it, and then we'll do it. And then this will be it for today. So here's the context. The projections that make up your identity and experience of your world come from your thoughts and the patterns of your thoughts. And if you know me, you'll know that I always say thoughts are things. And because our thought patterns create the things. It's like manifesting. But thoughts are things. Every thought we have is a thing. Thoughts overlap and weave together the pattern of your experience as being real to you, right? Your thoughts are real to you. Somebody else's thoughts are real to them. So the purpose of this exercise I'm going to give you is to pull out the threads of those woven patterns and produce an unraveling of your perception of yourself and your reality system. That's the important part, right? Yourself and your reality. So when this unraveling happens, the reinforcing and reflecting mirrors are going to break apart. And you experience reality as it is. Like I said with that Bruce Lee movie, he had to crack those mirrors so he could tell what was actually true. You need to experience reality exactly as it is. And this practice will help you pull apart the false self you created. So every morning, if you don't have a meditation exercise, start it now with this. You're going to see your life change. And then you can continue this throughout the day. So you start it in the morning, and as you go throughout your day, just take a minute and do it. Every time you think of it, just do this. And it's easy. You'll see it's easy. So I just want you to relax. Just breathe. Just calmly relax. Make sure your shoulders are down, not slumped, not held up by your ears. Just let your shoulders relax. Just let your whole body relax. And focus your attention at your forehead region. <clears throat> As you focus on your forehead region, feel the forehead energy getting warm and pulsating as you concentrate on it. You can close your eyes if you wish, if it's easier for you to concentrate and look upward from behind your eyelids, look upward into your forehead area and breathe and relax and concentrate on that area. You'll feel it getting warm and pulsating. The more you practice, the more it works. As the focus of this energy builds in your forehead center, say to yourself this statement. I release all thoughts, memories, and emotions that created my life 
and my world. I release all thoughts, memories, and emotions that created my life and my world. Repeat this phrase several times as you keep that energy focused on your forehead. And as you do this and you feel comfortable, you keep saying it as many times as you want until you just feel like, okay, I have that. Now bring your energy focus down to your heart area. You could just like look down with your eyes, with your eyes closed to your heart area. You could put a hand or both hands on your heart if you desire, if it helps you feel the energy there. And you're going to repeat this statement. Love is my essence. All that I am is love. Repeat it again. And breathe and relax. Love is my essence. All that I am is is love. Feel that warm pulsating energy at the heart as you say that phrase. And repeat this phrase as many times as you feel you need to. Feel comfortable, relaxed. Feel that energy in your heart. And when you're done, you can just open your eyes and go out your day. But as you go throughout your day, do this practice many times. The more you do the practice, the more you'll unravel and break through the mirrors that keep you from the truth of reality and the nature of your true self. Whenever I just have a slowdown or I start feeling anxious or something, I do this. I just slow down, I'll breathe, and I'll, I'll say these statements. I'll focus and say these statements, and I feel better, and I, I start to really see what is causing the stress, the anxiety, the anger. What is it about me? What is it about why am I letting these things bother me? You'll start breaking through these mirrors and see your reality. So don't, when you're doing these, don't hurry as you repeat the phrases at the forehead or the heart. Make sure you feel that energy strongly at the forehead and caressingly at the heart. The more you slowly practice, the more you experience yourself as the source of your essential and true nature. This practice takes just a few minutes. But as you continue to practice it, observe how you become more aware, open, spacious, and less controlled by your old patterns and all those other perceptions. Reflection is about releasing the image of your identity and the image of the world you created to protect yourself. 
And we know we do that. Victims do it all the time. They recreate their world in their head because they don't want to remember something. They do it subconsciously many of times. But then you don't heal when we hide. We need to break that mirror. So the intention of this energy exercise is to continually release the threads and thoughts, the memories, the emotions that created your false self and your world, and then to affirm your true essence. And what was that true essence? That is the energy of love. Remember to recite many times throughout the day. Love is my essence. All that I am is love. Remember that. Love is my essence. All that I am is love. And you will see the difference of how you treat people and how people will treat you. So let this be so in you. It is a better life. This episode has been sponsored by Culture Vegan Joint, 1309 Fordham Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. The only thing missing from culture is you.